Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Have you found Philippians chapter 3? Now, if you go back above these verses, like in verse 10, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection being made conformable to his death. And uh, he says, if by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And so in our Christian walk, we talked about this this morning. We sang about it, our very first opening song, the power of his resurrection. We live in that power. And we have experienced the power of his resurrection when we were born again and we, and we live and operate in that power. That power is working in us. And eventually, the day is coming when the power of that resurrection is going to change us and this mortal is going to put on immortality, praise God, and the dead in Christ will rise up. And that's what he said in the 11th verse, the culmination that he might attain to the full measure of the resurrection, amen? But then in verse 12, he says, now... Not that I have already attained and are already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, that, that's the word that's translated lay hold in verse 12. I do not count myself to have laid hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind And reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. And when I read this, that that phrase, upward call, for some reason I like the older King James uh, uh, words there. It says the high calling. That I, I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling. And the high calling of God is an upward calling. And the upward calling is a high calling. I just like the high calling part, amen? The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, we're here today for Transition Sunday and, uh, Van, and, and, and uh, 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 Vision Sunday. And so I want to just get to the headline right off. Instead of, you know, dilly-dallying around, I've got, it, I've got here written the headline. <laughs> so uh, the headline is Effective Next Month Pastor Greg will become senior pastor of Impact Family Church. Hallelujah. Now, did, any, did anybody fall out of their chair nearly? Did this come as a complete shock to anybody in here? It did to one or two. Huh? Pastor Greg's one. <laughs> But uh, I know it's not a surprise to many of you. We have been going in this direction, and actually, I've been leading in this direction before I even talked to Pastor Greg about it, because I've been featuring he and, and Pastor Amy in the last several years, just having them more up front, just getting the church used to the idea, because I knew the day would come. Uh, and so I, I didn't want it to be a shock like it is to one or two of you and like it is to Pastor Greg. <laughs> and, uh, but, I, but I know many of you have, have realized that things are changing. And so I want to give you some background. And, and, and if, if those of you who are just completely shocked, try to, you know, just kind of get your mind focused on what I'm saying here. Uh, you know, I don't want you to miss the, the, these comments. Uh, 
I want to give some background as to how this came about. And, and it really goes back, and I know this has taken a little bit of time, but uh, uh, it goes back to the earliest days of, of my awareness of my call to the ministry. When I got back into fellowship with the Lord, I was 20 years old, and uh, I was introduced to the message of the word of faith almost immediately. I would say virtually immediately. immediately. And uh, so as I began to get into the word, I sensed the call of God within, I don't remember when that happened, but it was in the first year or so. I sensed the call of God on my life. And in prayer, uh, and I really wasn't praying about the future, just in spending time with prayer, I would see myself pastoring. I would see myself in a church. Now, I didn't see a vision of me. Really, what I saw was the church, and I realized that I was the pastor. And so I would see myself in a church like this, you know, pastoring. And, uh, and as I got more and more into the Word of God and studied more, opportunities began to be extended to me to, to teach. And, uh, and so I would teach in my local church, you know, to men's groups. I had an adult Sunday school class that I taught and, and uh, uh, youth groups and different things. And so that teaching gift began to develop in me. And the office of, of a Bible teacher began to, to take hold. And I began to get uh, invitations to go outside of the church to other churches. I don't mean a lot of churches, but to two or three churches in the Jack, greater Jacksonville area. I had opportunities to go and minister to their congregations, to the entire congregations. One time to a, to a youth group, a youth pastor that I knew invited me to come to minister to his youth group. So I had different invitations around Jacksonville. And so uh, I began to see, as you could, you could well imagine, I began to see myself as a traveling minister. Back in those days, this was in the, the late 70s, uh, the traveling minister ministry was really in focus. You know, Kenneth Hagin wasn't a pastor. Uh, you know, he had a traveling ministry and uh, he would have his camp meeting every year in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, and the headliners, you know, were always Kenneth Hagin, uh, Kenneth Copeland, uh, Charles Capps, uh, John Osteen, uh, Fred Price, or Norval Hayes. I think I used to call them the seven, uh, the seven blocks of granite. And, uh, and, but there weren't seven, there were only six. But uh, they, were the, they were the main speakers and every one of them except uh, Brother Osteen were, and, and Brother Price were traveling, uh, were traveling ministers and both Brother Osteen and Brother Price traveled outside of their church a lot. So the traveling ministry was really in focus. So I began to see myself as a traveling minister. And I completely forgot about the earlier days when I would see myself pastoring. I mean, I completely forgot about it. Huh? It was a good thing because I wouldn't have done what I did, I guess. And uh, so I, uh, I want to read. I've, I've made reference to this just not too long ago. Uh, but I want to read something I wrote in, in uh, uh, 1979. I was at Rama, And this was in, in, August, or in, uh, in October of 1979. I'd been in school about a year. I mean, about a month, and uh, I had been exposed to a lot of different uh, uh, levels of ministry and examples of ministry, so my understanding of things was beginning to really develop, and we had a class entitled Preparing to, to Preach, and Tom Pickens uh, was the professor, and he instructed each one of us to take one sheet of paper, you see how yellow it is, one, it is now, it was white then, one sheet of notebook paper, paper and write down what we felt like God's call on our life was. He said, I want you to write it down. I want you to keep it all of your life. And so I have, and I have it right here. 
So I'm going to read what I wrote on October the 1st, 1979. To the best of my understanding, the primary call of God on my life is that of a teacher. However, I'm not so sure that, that, that this will always be the case. When I first came to Ramah, I was almost sure that I would start ministering solely as a teacher upon graduation. But after being exposed to the various sides of the ministry as I have been so far, I'm not as certain about my immediate, immediate future as I once was. I now can see myself in the position of pastor or more likely associate pastor, but I know in my heart that my real desire and, and interest is still directed towards a traveling teaching ministry. In addition to the call to teach, there is in my heart, in my spirit, as an inward witness, that the Lord of the harvest has another ministry in store for me in the years to come. I'm not sure what that calling will involve, but I'm sure that as I am faithful to fulfill what he has called me to do today, he will also be faithful in his own season to move me into that final area of ministry that he has chosen for my life. So you can see from this that, that my desire was traveling and being a Bible teacher, but I also thought, well, maybe, but when I wrote this, I, didn't, I, hadn't, I certainly didn't imagine starting a church. I thought maybe I would be required, you know, to serve as a pastor, more likely an associate pastor for a brief period of time, and then I would move on to into the traveling field. Uh, but as you know, uh, when I came to, to High Springs, uh, I was op- offered the opportunity to teach in a in a uh, Bible study, and they wanted to start a church. All of the people in the Bible study that this Bible study hadn't been going for just a few weeks, so it's not like they had met a, uh, for a long time. And they wanted to start a church. And I thought, well, you know, I'll help you. And uh, I had no idea that the Lord would have me pastored, but I'll, I'll take it and I'll start the church and serve as your pastor. But you know the story. I've said it, you know, told you about this many times. They'd call me pastor and I'd say, no, 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 I'm not your pastor. I'm just here to help you until you get your pastor. He'll come and they'd smile real politely and say, thank you, pastor, whatever you say, pastor. And it was a real joke. They did it real nice and we'd have a big laugh and I'd say, you guys are not getting it. Well, they were getting it. <laughs> and... Uh, and so I never dreamed that I would be in pastoral ministry for 43 years. Uh, this, this June will be 43 years. And by the time this transition takes place next month, it'll be just weeks away from, um, from that 43-year uh, year mark. And I have loved pastoring all these years. I've said many times it's the best thing in the world. If, if a person could choose for themselves where they would serve if they were going into the ministry, and of course they can't, the choice is God's, but if they could choose, I would always recommend choose pastoring. It's the best thing. And uh, for many years, I've not been able to even imagine how any other ministry could be as rewarding as pastoring this church. And it's not just pastoring, it's pastoring this church. I don't know that it would be as rewarding somewhere else. I've, I've, I've known of a lot of pastors who've, who've uh, not had the experience I've had, but God has been gracious to me, and what an awesome church that I've been privileged to pastor all of these years. It's, it has been my life's work and, and my life's joy. But about two years ago, the Lord began dealing with me about praying more about future ministry. And, and like I said, just because of my age, 
I knew that eventually the time would come when Pastor Greg would need to, to transition. So even b- further back than two years ago, I began to, to especially Pastor Greg, put, you know, have him more, minister more, feature him more. Uh, but then two years ago, the Lord really began to deal with me about, about praying more about future ministry. Now, uh, at first, I prayed more than usual because I, I, I did respond a little bit, but I didn't fully yield to this prayer burden uh, like I should have. I was, I was slow to respond. I responded, but I was slow to respond. And looking back, I can see that I, I really uh, resisted fully embracing what, excuse me, what the Lord was, was saying to me because uh, the truth is, I was a bit fearful. Uh, you know, you grow comfortable in ministry and we have a great church and, and I'd love to just do this the rest of my life. And, uh, and so, you know, I was fearful, fearful, really. I didn't identify it at that time, but I identified this later. I was uh, somewhat fearful to really obey and to fully trust God because I didn't know what the future held. And uh, because he was really just dealing with me about my future and to pray about it and I could have all kinds of imaginations what it would be. And so, you know, you have a combination of disobedience and unbelief. That's not a good combination <laughs> for anybody to be operating on. And so this opened the door to some, some physical attacks and some other stress in my life that, that wouldn't have come if I had been more, uh, uh, if I had embraced more fully what God was saying to me. Uh, it's important to... Uh, to be in the will of God and to be open to God's leading. Now, uh, I have received ministry from several people in addition to the Spirit of God dealing with my own heart. I've, been, uh, I've received ministry from different people. Pastor, well, actually uh, before that, uh, Dr. Ed Dufresne and then Pastor Nancy Dufresne many times over the years have ministered to me about future things that I, when they'd say it, I just couldn't, just couldn't uh, really envision what they were talking about. And, uh, and, and Reverend Randall Greer has been a tremendous blessing in my life. And he's ministered to me uh, publicly and privately on several occasions, you know, concerning ministry and, and concerning things that I needed to move into. And, uh, uh, and so I was praying, but not as I should. In March of last year, about this time uh, last year in Gatlinburg, uh, Brother Randy Greer ministered to me uh, some more along this line publicly, and, and we had conversations privately as well, and uh, about the seriousness of me uh, uh, obeying God. And so I really began to get serious about this, about this time last year. And the Lord began to speak to me about turning the church over to Pastor Greg. And, uh, and you know, God uses everything. It's not, it's not usually one thing that helps you move in a direction. He uses several things. And so, you know, I, was, I knew I would turn 70 last year, and I did in December. And, uh, and so, you know, I felt that uh, I ought to be open to this. And then the Spirit of God was dealing with me, but it wasn't just age-related. That was one factor, but it wasn't the primary factor. Uh, I just sensed that, uh, that I should begin to pray more about going into full-time uh, traveling ministry. And, uh, and so much prayer and waiting on God ensued all through last year. Then finally, I, I talked to Pastor Angela about it. I really hadn't said anything to her, but I finally talked to her about it sometime. I asked her last night when that was. She doesn't remember when it was. Sometime uh, mid-year, I guess, last year uh, about it. 
And to my complete surprise, she had the same sense in her heart that I had in mind and in, in, on our future and how it seemed that God was, uh, was releasing us from our, our responsibility here. So then I talked, not too long after that, I talked to Pastor Greg about it. And, uh, and of course, he was, he was uh, open to whatever God wants to do. Uh, I've had, over the last 15 years, I've had some limited traveling ministry outside the church. I've ministered occasionally, but it never was enough that it would interfere with my, with my pastoral duties. But when the Lord began dealing with me about this transition that, that, I, was, that I was facing, I knew my future ministry would not allow me to continue pastoring. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to the church. And so uh, to be completely uh, uh, candid with you and, and transparent, it would be easy to take the comfortable path. That is easy on my flesh and on my emotions and just continue pastoring here until I die <laughs> or until I just can't do it anymore. And uh, that would be easy on my flesh because this is the most difficult thing my wife and I have ever had to do together. Uh, this is a church that, that, that by the Spirit of God and by the hand of God, God used Pastor Ansel and me to birth this church. And, uh, and we've, we've, we've labored here for, and it's not been a labor, we've served here and, and been blessed here for 43 years. And it's not easy to lay this aside or to, to, uh, to step out beyond this. And so uh, it would be very easy. And we've had a lot of conflict in our minds as we've been making these uh, plans. Uh, the enemy has attacked our minds and, and uh, it's, been, it's been a very difficult thing and a very emotional thing. And like I said, it would, be, uh, it would have been real easy to just take the comfortable path because I could do it. I could just pastor here. Nobody's gonna run me off. I could do this until I die. I could be a tottering old man, you know, and somebody could help me up to the platform. <laughs> but uh, uh, that wouldn't be too fair to the church either. And so uh, besides that, prolonged disobedience uh, can get you into more trouble. And so I didn't want to uh, face that, of course. But the great thing is Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy are ready. They are ready. They will never be more ready than they are now. If, if I waited longer, they won't be more ready. They're fully ready now. And they're fully capable now. And full pastoral ministry is burning within their hearts. They are ready. Yes, they will grow in this new role. Everybody does. But that cannot happen until they get into that role. And so they're fully ready now. I took the church when I first started pastoring. Uh, you know, we didn't have anything. We didn't have a, a history. We just had a whole, you know, a band full of people. We didn't have uh, a history of decades of lives being changed and a culture being raised up and the spirit of God directed. We didn't have that. And so I didn't, I didn't have as much to oversee as they have or they will have. Uh, this is something that I've grown into over the years and, and it's been uh, uh, a, uh, a pathway and, a, and, and a, uh, a course of growing and maturing. Well, that can only happen when you, when you step into that role. 
And Greg, Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy uh, have, have been, you've seen the hand of God on them, the anointing of God on them, and they have matured and grown and they are ready to take this. And, uh, and I have complete confidence in the two of them. And besides that, the Lord would not have released me if he had not been preparing them. That's just, that's just not how that works. They, Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy, will take Impact Family Church further than I can take it. I'm going to say that again. Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy will take Impact Family Church further than I can take it. And that's a good thing. Now, a few months ago, around the time I talked to Pastor Angela, I sensed, and this was a kind of a surprise, I should have expected it, but I didn't. And I, I just oddly, I sensed the pastoral mantle lifting off of me. Not, not completely, but I could sense that, that, that it was lifting off of me. And Angela talked to me. That's really surprised her. She said, I sensed the same thing. And uh, uh, in fact, to some degree, to some degree, my grace for pastoring has been waning for several years. And I could, and I could sense that. And so uh, what is Pastor Angela in, past, in my role going forward? We aren't retiring. Don't go out from here and tell anybody I'm retired. I'll hunt you down. We are not retiring. Don't go out of here and tell anybody we're stepping down. We're not stepping down. We're stepping out into a new phase of ministry. I know Dad Hagen talked a lot over his years, particularly to ministers, when he was preaching to ministers, he talked a lot about the phases of ministry and how he had been pastoring for several years, I think 16 years before he even got into the first phase of ministry that God had for it. And that he had uh, four different phases and his fourth phase was his final phase of ministry. And I, I know that uh, just by, this is not something he talked a lot about, but those of us who knew him a little more uh, closely and, and more privately in, uh, in private sessions sometimes, uh, we saw it. My wife and I saw the battle he was going through during that time he was transitioning into his fourth and final stage of ministry. Uh, he, by his own testimony during that time, he, he prayed that God would take him home. This was when he was in his around 70 years old. He prayed that God would take him home. There was so much demonic oppression. Now, he never talked about it except in, in private uh, conversations and then, and then not very much because he stood in faith because he realized it was the enemy trying to keep him out of what God had for him. And aren't you glad that he didn't check out of here at 70 years old? Amen. And, uh, and so, you know, we've, we've experienced, I know I can speak mainly for myself, I've experienced tremendous oppression. Uh, over this decision and as I've been praying through this and, I've, and as I've surrendered and consecrated to, my, to God's will and I'm still experiencing it in a measure. Uh, this is an exceedingly difficult thing, not just emotionally, but it's been a difficult thing in the spirit, uh, but we know it's the will of God. The plan of God for our lives and for this church is unfolding. Amen. Impact Family Church will have a greater impact beyond these doors than ever before. There will be a greater extension of the reach of this church as Pastor Angel and I go out from here and minister. So we are, we're not stepping down, we're stepping out. This is just another extension of the ministry of this church. But I'm not going to be pastoring the church. Pastor Greg's going to be the pastor. 
Amen. And uh, uh, now that, that doesn't mean that Pastor Angela and I are going to be completely out of the picture. We won't. We'll still be here. Uh, our, only our new official position will be that of founding pastors. We're no longer going to be the senior pastor, but we will be known as the founding. That doesn't mean you have to call us founding pastor. I'm just saying corporately and legally and in the documents and everything, we, we, we will move into the role of founding pastors and uh, we will still uh, continue to hold positions on the board of trustees. Um, Pastor Angela, for a, for a period of time, will continue in her role as secretary treasurer because we're not quite, everything's not in place exactly to, to turn that over. So she's going to be doing that for a while. And uh, at first, for the first few months, uh, we will be here more because it takes time for a, 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 a traveling ministry schedule to to develop. People don't know me as a traveling minister. All of my friends know, and we've kept this quiet, except, uh, well, let me go ahead and finish the statement. Uh, most of my friends don't know me as a traveling minister. They know me as a pastor. I've had a few invitations, and, and you know, you know, with the times that I've been gone to minister in other places, and to, uh, you know, a few other churches, but not very many, because all of the pastors know, in our circles, know that I'm a pastor, and they're pastors, and so they know they're not free to travel all over the place. And so I don't get that many invitations. Uh, and so uh, it's going to take a little bit of time for that to unfold. Now, Pastor Nancy Dufresne, uh, we were you know, talking to her about this as we were making this decision. And she asked me, I didn't ask her, I didn't even never thought of it. She asked back in last year, yeah, toward the end of last year, if she could write a letter to all of the FOF ministers that uh, come under her ministry and uh, telling them about this because uh, she said, if I can get the letter out like the end of the year, first of the year, before pastors start filling their calendars up, you know, uh, because people get their calendars for the year filled up really quickly, uh, you know, you could get some, some invitations. And so I, you know, I dilly-dallied around with it and didn't, wasn't sure if I liked like the idea or not, and I didn't want the word to get out. And so finally, I don't know when, but a few couple months ago, I finally gave her permission, you know, to send the letter out, but she was very careful to write in that Pastor Anderson's congregation doesn't know about this. So this is just for your eyes only. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we still are expecting uh, opportunities to arise, but I, I want to tell you this, unless the Lord directs us differently, we're, we're not really interested in filling every weekend with ministry. We would like to slow down a little bit. And so it's not like we're just, you know, eager to be gone all the time. Uh, but we want the will of the Lord to be done. We're willing to obey. I've learned to be willing. And uh, willing and obedient. And, uh, and so we're willing to follow the Lord's leading. So, uh, you know, we, we will be home some, I would expect. And I don't know how how many invitations will come in, and it's not really not of great concern to me, honestly. Uh, and so when we're home, this is our home church. You know, we live here, and we go to church here. And, uh, amen. Uh, and further, we will be, Pastor Angela and I will be scheduled to minister here at Impact with some regularity, like every month or something like that. So we, you, you, we're not, we're not going to be completely gone or, or sitting in the back. Uh, so we'll still be ministering here from time to time. Again, we're the founding pastors. 
And so we'll always have a place, and, and uh, Pastor Greg and, and Amy are eager t- uh, to extend that, of course. Otherwise, when we're home, that is not ministering elsewhere, we will be happily in our home church, sitting under the word from Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy, or whoever they have to minister at the time, will be right here somewhere on the front row, just taking the word in and enjoying our life. Praise the Lord. And so it's going to be a wonderful time. Amen. We're looking forward to it. Uh, with trepidation, but we're looking forward to it. <laughs> pastor Greg will be the senior pastor of Impact Family Church. He will be running the local church. He will be the head of the church. Does everybody understand that? Don't even think about coming to me or to Pastor Angela with some question about church policy, church programs, ministry, organization, any of that stuff. He will be the pastor, not me. I won't even talk to you about it. Amen. Now, now that does not mean you can't talk to us. And it doesn't mean you can't even just ask us a question. And if you've got something, you know, we realize, Pastor Anson and Pastor Greg and, and Pastor Amy realize that we've been the only pastors some of you have ever known in your entire life. We have folks sitting in this auditorium today that have been here over 40 years. And they've raised their families and the grandchildren being raised here. We've got people here that have been almost 40 years and some people that have been here 35 years and 30 years and so on. But there's a good uh, portion of the church that has never known another pastor in their entire lives. So, you know, you don't just stick a knife in that and, and toss it aside. Uh, so, you know, if you want to talk to us about things, you know, if you just have something on your heart, you, you, we're, we're open. We're not going to be church, talking about church business, though. Because if there's something to do with the local church and the running of the local church, right there. Those two people right there are who you go to. Because I, I won't even talk to you about it. They have full authority to govern this church. Hallelujah. The vision of Impact Family Church can never change. Because it came by God. The doctrine and teachings of Impact Family Church can never change because they come from the Bible. Impact Family Church will always be a word and spirit church. But there will be change. There will be change. Although Pastor Greg won't make big changes overnight, things will change. His style and personality are different than mine. He ministers differently than I do. He will do things differently than I've done. And that's okay. In fact, changes are needed. I said, in fact, changes are needed. After the flood, I'm not just saying that because I'm 70. After the flood, you'll notice that God put a limit on man's life expectancy and his, his time for And he limited man to 120 years. Now, that wasn't his plan in the, in the beginning. But after the fall, he limited man's uh, tenure on the earth to a maximum of 120 years. Now, not many people reach that. But that's what God did. Because God knows and knew and knows that the same thing can't continue forever. 
and that a person is on the scene for a period of time and then somebody else comes on the scene. And so that's the plan of God. That's the wisdom of God. And uh, uh, like I said, they're ready. So have an open heart, an open mind. Pray for Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy. They will need it and they will greatly appreciate it. Amen. Hallelujah. So this transition to Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy, Amy will take effect Sunday, April the 23rd, the same day we have our church fellowship. There will be a laying on of hands service where Pastor Angela and I will lay hands on them and set them into this office of ministry. Uh, so between now and then, that gives four weeks uh, for everyone to get used to the idea, if you haven't already, and, uh, and ask any questions you want to ask. And in fact, if you have uh, you know, serious or not not bad series, but if you have detailed questions that you would like an answer to or something you really want clarification on, if you could write that down and turn it in to one of us, it could be that more than one people would have the same question and we can just address it, you know, from the pulpit. But uh, uh, this, this gives time for, for questions to be asked, uh, for people to get used to this idea. It also t- allows time for Pastor uh, Angela and me and Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy to share more from our hearts. During this, during this transition period. And, uh, and then on, on April the 23rd, when we lay hands on them, uh, we'll have our f- church fellowship that afternoon. And then Pastor Angela and I will be away for a few weeks to let Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy settle in to their new position. We won't be here. We'll just, we, we've got some other plans, some things we're going to do, people we're going to go see. And so that's going to last for several weeks. And like I said, this will give time for Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy to take this and, and not have us sitting on the front row, everybody looking at us, you know. Uh, I want you to look to them because they're, they're, the pa- they're the pastor's elect, I guess you could say right now. Amen. So uh, when we return, <coughs> excuse me, when we return, we will return as founding pastors, but not as senior pastors. <coughs> Amen. Like I said, we'll be happily receiving ministry uh, from Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy, uh, just like we have been for a long time now, and we all have. And so uh, uh, I want to read again uh, this passage of Scripture that I read this morning when I started this. In Philippians uh, 3, verse 12, it says, Not that I have already attained or already perfected. The, verse number 12, 13, and 14 have been keynotes to my personal praying for now for, for a couple of years. And uh, I pray this often, almost every day. And Paul was talking about not having fully realized everything that God had for him. And Pastor Angela and I realized we haven't fully uh, stepped into everything he has for us, but, but we've been praying to that end. He says, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have laid hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and re- when he says forgetting those things which are behind, he's talking about not letting the past hang on to you. It doesn't mean that you forget about the blessing and, and all that God's done. He's just saying you don't let the past hold you back. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And the portion of this that probably stands out to me the most is right here in the last part of verse 12. 
I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. That's what Pastor Angela and I have been, are doing. This is what I've been praying out for months and months and months and months and months over my life. And uh, that's what we want. The things that God has prepared for us, He is preparing us for those things. And, uh, and we want those things to come to pass. Amen. And so, uh, uh, Pastor Angela, you want to come up and greet everybody, say something? You should. This is, this is really hard on both of us uh, if you want to. <laughs> Amen. I can do this. You can do it. I can do it. You know I don't like change. <laughs> Y'all all knew that. It took Pastor Greg two years getting to paint that ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> But I know that, you know, and if you and she do, likes it. <laughs> I do like it. Um, and I'm expecting to like what God is taking us into. Yes. Yeah. But it is hard to turn, turn around. I'm, you're wearing, I'm wearing a necklace this morning that you ladies of the church gave me several years ago. Um, I, just, I decided I wanted, I wanted to have it on this morning. But I know that this is God's plan. If you've been listening to me on Wednesday nights for the last couple of months, I've been preaching to myself about new seasons and um, enlarging. And though sometimes it's hard for me to, uh, to grasp that, that there's something for us, that there's something that we really have to offer to other pastors and other churches, I know God is putting that in us. Um, it's a good thing he thought he was just going to pastor or not, well, travel, because I would never have agreed to go to Oklahoma if he hadn't. And uh, so God knows best, but, um, you know, all these years you know, has been a, has been a um, steadying, stable thing in my life, yes. this church has. Yeah. And it's allowed me to grow, yeah. because I never saw myself doing what I do now. I never saw myself ministering in any, any capacity at all. And I've gotten past my shyness. And now he doesn't want me to leave him alone in a room where he doesn't know anybody. <laughs> Keeps things going when she can, she's the talker. I'm not. <laughs> I have turned into that, you know, but that was not who I was to start with. When we first started the church in the, and we moved into the, the woman's club, she would sit on the very back row. And just the only thing she would do was take care of the kids. And even when we moved into the, to the old Baptist church when we bought that property, she still had a very, very low profile. And, uh, but uh, she said this, not me, this is her quote. God you took her from being... You did say it. Huh? You did say no, it. No, you said no, it. No, you said it. I have said it, but I got it from you. No, you started it. <laughs> we'll take this up later. Somebody, somebody said... About Angela, that God took her from being mousy to being mouthy. Yeah. <laughs> we all know you said it. <laughs> it sounds just like you. <laughs> you know, but um, there is a bigger plan. You know, we have, we have been graciously equipped and honored to be here all these years. Yes. And uh, it is our home church. I mean, I, no matter where we go, 
There will never be a church like this one. I don't care how many good churches we wind up at, you know, ministering to this family. And this will always be family. But God's got a bigger plan. And um, I have to get used to that idea. And I'm working on it. But I, I, I fully expect a few months from now that I will look back and say, yes, yes, this is exactly where we need to be doing exactly what we need to do. Amen. And so with that, can I go cry now? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor Greg, Pastor Amy, if you have something, you don't have to, but if you want to. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, uh, I just jotted down a few things. Um, obviously, you know, Amy and I, we're excited. And um, we're excited by by the by the opportunity and, and, um, but at the same point, we're also humbled. You know, we look around and, and it's not something that we, uh, just take lightly and, and, and also have to be honest, I'm a little bit sad as well. I've, I've been here from the beginning too. Um, and, um, and to be also transparent, a little freaked out, but, um, uh, I'm trusting, uh, trusting for his grace and his help. Um, but, um, I know this may be difficult for some people to hear, uh, for some and, 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 um, um, and like I said, we're not trying to replace them uh, by any means that that's not possible. Uh, it's not possible to replace them, but we want to be faithful to do what God has called us to do. And, and the next, um, leg of this, you know, we're, I'm, I'm keenly aware of the fact that we've got big shoes to fill. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking this morning. Uh, we were five years old. I was five. We weren't. I was. Uh, they were older than me. Um, but I was five, and we we moved to uh, to Tulsa to attend. Uh, they attend. Actually, I attended Rama too in 1979. I've got so many memories. You know, uh, this was a was a family uh, endeavor. It wasn't um, wasn't just something that they did. And and really, this has been something that I've talked to, to pastors before in reference to their kids. You know, raising children in the ministry. It can't be something that the parents are doing and the, and the kids are just tagging along or being drug along. It needs to become a, a family uh, a project, an endeavor. It's a family calling. And so they instilled that in us when we were little. You know, we're not just doing this ourselves. We're doing this uh, as a family. And so we went to Rama when I was five and I actually attended a few classes when uh, I wasn't able to go to my daycare. I, I missed kindergarten. So, um, uh, we, we, they put me in a daycare thing and there were times whether I couldn't go or they wouldn't let me go. I don't know if, if maybe the, the daycare didn't want me there, but anyway, I would, I would attend Ramo with, uh, with dad and I have some distinct memories of that. Actually, I have one memory and you've got the tape somewhere. He've lost it. Some, it'll show up eventually. I'm sure in, in, he would record, uh, whoever was speaking. And back in those days, I don't think you could just buy the cassette tapes, but he would, or if you could, he was pirating, uh, the, the service and recording on it. He put a little lapel mic on, he would record whoever was speaking. And that particular message was full of not the person, but him saying, Greg, you be quiet. Greg, shut up. You quit doing that. I want to spank you when you get home. And so, um, he would lean. He would lean over to me, and I had this mic right here. It was in Dad Hagen was ministering yeah, yeah. in uh, SDC two in Parent Healing mm-hmm. School, and he had the platform was only this high, and so I mean he was like this close to the front row, and we're on the second row. And Greg's, Daddy, is he is he finished? Dad, shut up, Greg. <laughs> Daddy, can we go home? Shut up, Greg. A few minutes later, Daddy, when's he gonna? I'm gonna spank you, Greg. That's superimposed real loud on the tape. Yeah. Anyway. 
And I remember that very well. Um, I don't necessarily remember the subsequent beating that happened afterward. I don't know if, if he had grace on my five-year-old flesh, but um, lots of memories, you know, uh, memories of the early church. Uh, you know, I grew up in the church and, and many of you saw me and I, you know, I have people still today will say, well, I remember you when you were this tall. And I'm like, no, when you showed up, I was not that tall. I was at least that tall. And, um, uh, but I'm lots of memories of pastor talked about, you know, dad had talked about tearing down the, the bottom floor of the, uh, educator of the building under down. So I remember swinging that sledgehammer and stepping on a nail. And, and I remember, uh, you know, going underneath the platform, running wires and, and, uh, being sent up the ladder to changing bulbs and people thinking it was funny to shake the ladder and it was not funny. Um, you know, have all of those memories. And, and of course we were gone for a couple five years when we were in Jacksonville in Tulsa and Jacksonville. And, but you know, one of the things growing up in the ministry, you're also well aware of, there's a lot of difficulties. And I remember, uh, long periods of time of eating hot dogs and rice aroni, um, and still hate them to this day. Uh, well, I eat hot dogs if they're burned a little bit, but, um, uh, but I, you know, I remember just have a lot of those memories being young and, and, you know, I think of all the things that, that they've, uh, had to endure. Imagine starting a church, uh, you know, it was a Bible study and taking that Bible study and, and, and forming that into a church. That was a, that was a task. You know, we got to experience that on the other side of things when we were in Jacksonville, helping, you know, being more directly involved in starting the church there. So a lot of challenges. I remember, Distinctly remember, I didn't know what, couldn't, didn't understand exactly what was happening, but in 1980, 83, when uh, there was an attempted revolt in the church, um, you know, those are always fun times. And, um, you know, different economic seasons coming and going and just different things happening. And and over the years, a lot of things have gone on. I remember those things. And, and, And just recently, COVID happened and changed everything. So many churches didn't make it. Uh, during those periods. And, and one of the things I can look back and see, yes, God has been faithful all these years, but faithfulness of God is important, but the faithfulness of an individual is equally as important uh, because God can be, is always faithful. If we won't take him at his word, if we won't step out in faith, there's nothing for him to work with. They gave God exactly what he needed to work with. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for that. So, you know, I look back and I'm um, um, I'm humbled by that. And, and, and like I said, a little freaked out too, you know, and, uh, I say that jokingly, but, but it's a daunting task, you know, and I want to ammonize our desire. Uh, we wanted to do, uh, we want to honor the Lord with what we're doing above everything else. I want him to be pleased. Uh, but you know, I want the founding pastors to be pleased. I want my parents to be pleased. Uh, I want the church to be pleased. Uh, and, and, you know, I want the church to grow, and I believe we will. We'll continue to do what God has called us to do. But we're, we're humbled by those things, and we're trusting on the grace of God to help us. And I know Pastor said that, that, that we, he said that we would appreciate y'all's prayers. We would absolutely appreciate your prayers. So that would be a great help. And, and, and I'm also excited to see what's next for them. Uh, you know, when you, we've traveled a bit, we've met a lot of people. There's, there's not many people out there that know what this couple knows and I'm not just saying that because they're my parents. They 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 know their stuff, and um, they're they're very seasoned in ministry, very wise. And there's a lot of people who need help. We're going to need help, uh, but but they've been putting in us for years. But there are people out there who desperately needs a voice of reason, 
and, and some, and some, I know Jackie's shaking her head. She's dealt with people overseas. People need help, but people need help here in, in, in the U S where we are. So we're excited for them and, and uh, excited to see what God is going to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you, you, if you know me, um, one of the things that's just very real to me is we have to obey God. We have to obey God. And, and when it came time for Amy and I to, to leave, to go to Tulsa and then, uh, do that. And when we left Tulsa and what were we going to do and options here, options there, we have to obey God. And, and when it came to this, you know, we have to obey God. And, and, uh, that is the utmost importance in our lives that we honor God and we obey God with our lives. We get one chance to do this. Let's give it everything we've got and honor God. Um, and, um, and, and I realize too, if the Lord tarries, which I don't believe he will, uh, but if the Lord tarries, my time will come too. And I'm keenly aware of that. And that's just the way it works. And, um, but I do know this God's going to be faithful. He has been, and he's never changed. He hasn't changed. He's not going to change. And so even though I don't necessarily have all the answers and have, I may not be able to answer every single question. In fact, I guarantee I won't. And some answers will be, well, let's just wait and see. And that's okay. Um, uh, but I do know this. he's always been faithful and I, a hundred percent trust he will be faithful in the future as well. And, um, and, and if that hadn't been true, I wouldn't be here today because I'd have run out a long time ago. If the, if God, if that wasn't who he was faithful and, um, and I know that's the, the case. And so, um, we're excited about it. We're, we're really looking forward to it and, and, um, uh, excited to see what's going to happen all across the board here and there and everywhere. It's going to be great. And, um, I know there, there are probably some, maybe some of the teenagers, I will say this, you know, I, I, we've known this for, for several years that this was coming. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't think I would be in youth ministry. I'm like the grandpa of youth ministry now. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the youth ministry people let most people make it less than a year. And, um, that's the national average. Like that is the vast majority don't even make it a year. And, and at this point, we've been doing this for 25. So it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a long time. And uh, the gray that I cover is because of them, and um, and many of you that that now have your own gray as well. But um, you know, I didn't think I'd be doing this as long. But I've loved every minute of it. I've enjoyed every minute of it. And you know, you enjoy being where God tells you to be. And 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 that's the one thing. You know, if you can go somewhere or not go somewhere. If it's outside of the plan of God, you won't be satisfied and, uh, nor will he be pleased and you won't be satisfied. So it's been fun. And I know there might be some of the teenagers and some parents are wondering, well, what are we going to do? We're shutting down the youth ministry entirely. I know we're not doing that. Um, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, we, we have plans, things in place, and we're going to talk to the teenagers on Wednesday night about that first and foremost, but it's going to be good. And uh, we're excited for what's ahead as well there. I just know God's going to be good to us. Amen. You know, and he's going to be faithful to us. And, and we're just, we're just excited. Anything you want to say? Are you sure? She said, I said it all. That's good. All right. I said it all, but no, we love you guys and, and we're excited. So, and um, once again, I just want to say thank you. You know, I know uh, uh, they deserve all the, the gratitude that we can give them. And, and you know, we're going to make sure uh, that in, in a year from now, people won't show up and say, who are the, they're going to know who these people are. You know, uh, they're still going to be important to us, an important part of this church, part of this body. And uh, I know you have a lot to, to do for others, but, but you'll also have a, a lot to do for us here as well. 
And so we're, we're, we're looking forward to that. Amen. Well, God is good. Anything you want to note? He said he's finished. All right. Well, let's all stand. I say, well, what's going to happen? One thing I know, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. His word remains true. Good days are ahead. Amen. Good days are ahead. Good days are ahead. And we're going to run our race here, there, wherever it is. We're going to run our race. We're going to fulfill the plan of God. And if the Lord tarries, we're going to step into what's next. And boy, oh boy, is it going to be good. But we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready, not because of age. We're going to be ready because of faithfulness. And I know you're going to be ready with us. And so we're excited about it. Father, we love you. Hallelujah. Jesus, we honor you this morning. We're so thankful for your faithfulness over the years. We're so thankful for all that you've done for us. Lord, you have been good. You have been good to us. Father, I look back and just personally, what you can do with someone like me, you're good. You're faithful. This is all because of who you are and what you've accomplished here, all the work, the work that you've done all these 43 years. Yes, we've had a part in it and every person's had a part in it, but, but it all goes back to your goodness and we are grateful. We're thankful. Lord, it is a privilege, and I say that with everything within me, Lord, it's a privilege to be your son. It's a privilege to be your child. It's a privilege to be your partner in ministry. And that's a place that we all hold, partners together with you, and it is, it is a privilege. And Father, we're grateful. We're grateful. Hallelujah. Lord, we just declare together great things are ahead because you remain great. Because of who you are, great things are ahead. Father, we love you. We thank you for it. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.